Welcome to Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives differently and explore topics relevant to all areas of their life. Hello and welcome to Reframe Your Life, episode 32. In this podcast today, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship, which for both Sandy and I means leading and taking charge of your own career. So we're both very excited to be bringing you this topic today. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Very good. Keeping warm. It's a little cold here this week, and so I've been kind of hibernating, but I'm good. How about you? Yeah, really good. The sun is shining today. Nothing to complain about when the sun shines. <laughs> it's so true. It makes a big difference, no matter what the temperature, right? Exactly. So, Sandy, entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship. My first question for you is who is an entrepreneur or more than one entrepreneurs that you most admire? Aside from us, right? On- oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. Aside from us. <laughs> so, I... There's been a few people who have really influenced me in the type of work that I do. So I know, you know, there's a lot of different types of entrepreneurs and I'm sure we'll talk about them. But there is one person in particular, when I first started working on my own, I started reading everything he wrote. And his name is Chris Gilbo. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he is a writer and speaker and he hosts this big conference every year called um the world domination summit and he oh yes yeah he's a really fascinating yes, guy heard you've heard of him yeah so he he started out writing about travel he decided he was going to go to every country in the world by the time he was 35 and as he was doing that he was writing about it and supporting himself i think through his writing and he began to then kind of take that and channel it into helping people who also wanted to live an unconventional life and so he's been very influential for me and then the other big one is somebody I know you know well it's Danielle Laporte Mm -hmm. and she's a Canadian woman who is a um I think she has kind of a lifestyle business, but she does a lot of writing and helping people to really figure out what they want to do with their lives and supports them through the products and the things that she offers from planners to books to helping people, especially women, I think, create those kinds of lives. So those two for sure. Probably there's others, but how about you? Who do you think of? Tons of them. You know, if I'm talking to people about entrepreneurship, I I always use Richard Branson as an example. (laughs) Um, We love Richard Branson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I use him often because um, I love how he disrupts industry. He disrupts business. He didn't always come from money. Like he didn't come from money and he's had a lot of failed businesses too. (laughs) Yes, he has success now. So, I just I remember seeing a YouTube clip of him and someone said, why did you start an airline business? And he said, well, you know, I was on a plane one day and I thought the service was terrible and I just thought there was a better way to do this. So I love how he disrupts and that's a very popular word now, disruption in business. There's lots of disruptors out there. When he did start his airline, it makes other airlines 
kind of step up and go, oh, we can't just do the status quo anymore. We have to change. We have to adapt. We have to do things differently. So someone who, you know, I haven't actually done a lot of reading. I've seen some of her story on TV, Arlene Dickinson. (laughs) Oh, I love her. Yeah, I just think... So if you're not in Canada, Arlene is a entrepreneur. She has a PR marketing business in, in Calgary, Alberta, and just came from a very male-dominated world over there, I guess. And she was on Dragon's Den. She was the only female at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. she was the only female yeah. on Dragon's Den. And I just loved – I admired how she just just held her own she was able to lead, bring kind of compassion and empathy, but with intelligence, like ask really good questions of other people who want to be entrepreneurs without having to bully them or put them down or crush their soul. Um, she came out most recently, which I thought was very courageous, to speak about someone who's stepping up for a, a leadership race in, in one of our um, political parties here. And I just thought, you know, she continues to be courageous. She continues to lead with compassion, but be a very in, intelligent and competent businesswoman. Those so, yeah, are great examples. So it's interesting that you chose examples of people, I think, who are, who are leading companies. So they're leading, you know, bigger mm. than, and I looked at people who are more smaller businesses. And I think yes. when... But when we talk about entrepreneurs, it can go from being a solopreneur, solopreneur to all yes. the way to being the head of of a major organization like Virgin or um, yeah. Arlene's business. Well, they came from, I mean, Arlene, you know, the other person I was thinking about is J.K. Rowling as well. They just, they came, her and Arlene, I remember, I think Arlene was a single parent. Right. And when they started their business, so they... They just kind of started this, you know, one-man show and were very successful and were able to build and and grow and have gone through their challenges for sure. Um, Same with J.K. Rowling. She was, uh, um, I don't know if she was a single parent at the time, but uh, down on her luck writer, some entrepreneurs want to build and grow and employ people. Some don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to build and grow a big business. I, I, I want to stay a solopreneur. What about you? Like, what, you? Yeah, so I think that that's a, a good question. I think mm. that I'm probably more like you. I, I don't right now envision myself creating something really huge. I think my motivation for being self-employed and for doing what I do is partly fueled by my life, my desire to really have control in my life mm. over my time and the flexibility to do other things besides work. And, you know, realistically, I think if you're going to grow a a big organization, there is a trade-off then Mm. in those things. And that's not something that that fuels me or motivates me Mm. right now. Me neither. Although I would love to own an island like Richard and have a beautiful house. So we are talking about entrepreneurship today and we're also going to talk about intrapreneurship. But really the basis of why we want to talk about these things is because we believe in people leading their lives and part of that is leading and taking charge of your own career. And that could be branching out on your own 
and starting a business. I mean, the definition of entrepreneurship is designing, launching and running a business, whether it's a small business, large business, whatever it is. So it could be being an entrepreneur. You are leading your own uh, career that way. Or it could be an intrapreneur, which is behaving like an entrepreneur but working in an organisation. It's being able to take risks, being able to be innovative, being able to uh, motivate people, being able to challenge the status, status quo. So some very similar traits and characteristics. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, it's about taking charge of where you want to go and what you want to do. So whether it's outside of an organization running your own or whether it's inside an organization. You know, when I work, I, I did a lot of work with a, a really big Canadian retailer and part of what I was doing was working in the area of leadership development and talent development. And we always talked about with employees that that idea of, especially today in the way things are, you know, in 2017, you need to own your own career development. Mm. You can't look at a corporation to do that for you anymore. So I think when you are, when we're talking about this, I think it's so important for, for people, especially for women in who want to, as we say, lead their the life that they want to lead to change their mindset and think about that and realize that you, whether you choose to go a corporate route or uh, working for someone else or whether you choose to own your and start your own business, you have to take responsibility for your career and and uh, your own development. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Sandy. Professional development is, it's up to you. It's not up to anyone else. So it's all good. Entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship, it's all good. When you think of an entrepreneur, Sandy, what kind of traits and characteristics do you think are important? Um, you know, I just heard a word this week that I've been thinking a lot about, and it's, it's a kind of a popular word right now. It's grit. I think that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need grit. And I think just that having that strength of character to persevere and to push through when times get tough, or yeah. when you're facing challenges, I think that's really important. Yeah. So determination, totally, totally. Because people are going to close their doors on you. People aren't going to like your idea, whatever it is. One, I think, is passion, which, again, is important for anyone, whether you're working for yourself or not. Passion, I think, drives you to get up and do the work you do each day. And whether it's heading off to somewhere else or whether it's working at home or whether it's going to see clients. I have to be passionate about it. I think for me, passion has helped me work on a Saturday, work on a Sunday, work in the evening. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work. Right. And that's, I think, the fun of being an entrepreneur and being in your own business is that you get to, to pursue something that you're passionate about. So to to think about, oh, I'm really passionate about working with women in leadership. Mm -hmm. So I get to do that. And that passion can fuel me. And like you said, drive me when I'm working in the evening or on the weekend. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I've got one that goes with that, because we're talking about the working on the evenings and the weekends. (laughs) And right now I see people 
hitting pause. I don't want to hear any more <laughs> about that. <laughs> but flexibility. So yeah. for me, that's a big thing. That's a big characteristic or a trait that you need to have is just being able to be flexible. And sometimes it's going to be really crazy and you're going to put in lots of hours. And other times it's going to be really slow and you're going to have more time to do other things so just being able to be flexible and adaptable I think those are those are traits that I that I think are important and it's it's hard to put a price on on that Ash and I were talking the other day you know it's been a few years since I left my job my corporate job and now I do my own my own thing supporting people to be more effective and awesome leaders and uh, we spoke about that flexibility, Sandy. Go, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go to a yoga class at eleven o'clock this morning. <laughs> to be on our podcast call Saturday afternoon and look forward to it all day. My mum might be coming to visit in June, so to be able to go, okay, I can probably work my schedule out that work a few days a week so that I can spend more time with her. Like I just love. And he said, so how much is that worth to you? Like in dollars? And I said, oh, that's. Like, that's priceless. Yeah. <laughs> that's priceless. It's true. You know? Ryan and I are going on a vacation, and it's not my dream vacation, but it's something that he really wants to do right now is um, we're going to a resort. And so I thought, well, this is great. I can bring some reading that yes. and, um, you know, do some sort of research and background for some stuff I'm working on, and I can still I can do that you know, while I'm sitting, sipping a nice tropical drink somewhere in a warmer climate. So that flexibility is great. Comes another thing I think is a trait is taking a risk, being a risk yes, taker. Risk. I think you have to be able to take leaps and try things as an entrepreneur. You know, yeah. there, there's definitely that part of a personality. And look at you, how much you've done that. You've moved, you've, you know, you have that entrepreneurial spirit in you, mm. both of you, whether or not you are working for yourself or for other people, but you've, you've moved to, you know, you've lived on three continents and each time started over and, the, and that's a risk mm -hmm. in, in all different ways in your life. So where, where risk taking shows up is um, attached with self-confidence. You know, you have to be confident enough in yourself to go out and talk to people, engage with people, communicate, do some sales, which is around relationship building. So you have to have that confidence to be able to take the risk, for sure. What are some other maybe attributes you can think of that are helpful for people who are thinking about maybe becoming more entrepreneurial or want to develop more of an entrepreneurial uh, side to to what they do? I think um, learning good communication skills. So something I do know is, is intelligence doesn't mean you're going to be a good entrepreneur. No. It's, it's so dynamic. You know, we can have the most intelligent people and they could be the most innovative in terms of like inventing things, but it doesn't mean they're going to be a good entrepreneur. So that's where you see a lot of partnerships form and stuff, which I think is good, but you've got to be a good communicator to do that. Trying to get focused on uh, what we want to do and continue to do the work to meet our goal, to meet our targets, to support the people we want to support. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's a challenge. 
but it's an attribute that we need to have as entrepreneurs to stay focused. So, yeah, with that focus is discipline. There, yeah. There's that emotional intelligence aspect of being self-disciplined. And I think that if you don't have some sort of self-discipline and an ability to delay gratification and put off just jumping up and running out the door because an opportunity comes up to go have coffee with someone, you will not be successful as an entrepreneur. And I think that's the number one thing when I'm talking to other people who are trying to be especially solopreneurs Mm. and aren't working with a team or with someone else. I think the number one thing that they struggle with is having self-discipline to do what they need to do and not to get sidetracked and lose focus. Definitely. Yeah. So with that, you know, being able to hold yourself accountable for what you want to achieve. And we've spoken about it in other episodes, you know, plan, write things down, schedule them. Uh, accountability is is key because now you haven't got anyone else tapping you on the shoulder or you're not doing something for a team. And so, you know, maybe this is a good time to talk about what what you, you know, individuals need in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I realize like I need other people around me to be successful you know part of doing this podcast helps me be a more effective entrepreneur in my business I'm working with you we have our team going on here I do some other work in organizations where I'm a bit more part of a team and that's I still do it through my business it's still entrepreneurial it helps me get what I need which is that interaction with people that feeling that we are working on something together Uh, so part of the journey is is finding out what you need to be successful and making sure you bring that into your life and some people yeah they can stay home day in day out and just work on their own and, and that's good but other people they can't you know they need to mix things up a bit I know you often you know go to a coffee shop or for you to be successful it's maybe changing up your environment sometimes as well so yes one of the things that I've noticed about you as I've watched you on your entrepreneurial journey journey in the last few (laughs) years one of the things that you're really good at is networking and I've mentioned that before and I think it's really important and it's something that I have watched and learned from you is mm. to, I, I can just be the kind of person who stays at home and right. does my my stuff here. I like I like the time and space. The, the creative process for me is very much being alone. And so then I have to kind of push myself to get out and network. I see you are way ahead of me in that. And I, I often make a note to myself after I've talked to you. I need to put myself out there to meet people more often and to network a little bit more. So I think that's a quality that that you really, you know, emulate for me. Thanks. I love this idea of women helping women. Yes. You know, and I think, yeah, it's a space that uh, I want to play and I, I meet people for coffee. And for women entrepreneurs, I think it's hard because we have to seek role models. We have to be not afraid to ask for help and not afraid to connect with other women. And and I think we have to go out of our way to help women, women entrepreneurs. I don't know. What do you think? I, oh, I, just... I agree completely. I, I think that 
when I've been asked, like sometimes somebody will ask me, you know, can we get together and have coffee? I'd like to just pick your brain about something. I'm thinking of starting my own business. I'm thinking of whatever they're thinking of doing. And I'm, I'm always happy to do that to, mm. to um, be able to offer my support as I am available or, you know, how it, how it works out for me to be able to do that. I loved, you know, that you mentioned um, a, Arlene Dickinson as a, mm. a entrepreneur you look up to because I think she's been a role model and, you know, I know she's written books. And for me, sometimes I find my role models in reading books of other entrepreneurial women who have, have shared their lessons learned and that's a good way for me to tap into areas where I need to grow and develop and get some instruction because I like to read. And, and so that's another way, I think, for people, aside from just asking for help, but to find the kind of help and support they need. Because it's hard. It can be lonely. Um, but I think as women, we're pretty good at building relationships. And fundamentally, that's, that's a huge uh, trait of, of being a successful entrepreneur and intrapreneur. I mean, we have to build, it's all about relationships. It's all about connections. So I think ensuring that you build a strong network and you know who you can go and talk to for support, guidance, advice, leaning on, or, or just a peer network for, you know, validation sometimes. And I found that online too. There's so many online networks and so many people these days now, Sandy, who are following each other online and then meeting each other three or four years down the line. It's so know? true. It's a, <laughs> well, we have a guest coming up that we've never met. We've just met her online. So right. it's, it's somebody who, you know, we've been following her online and then asked her yeah. if she would come on our program. And so we'll be, you know, putting that up in a few weeks. But she has a great online presence. And I think that's really important for women who are building their business is to understand the whole online dynamics of social media and branding and to learn a lot about that because so much business now is done in in that space mm. and if you don't understand it and you don't know how to communicate your presence and your brand and who you are online that can be a real detriment to your business. Mm. Okay, so I want to talk about but how that came about. So we listened to other podcasts and we both listened to this person and I can't remember if you actually texted me or whether you just did it, but you just sent this person an email. She was a guest on another podcast and you just sent sent them an email, reached out, you've been following them for a while. And so talk about courage <laughs> um, I was like whoa and she replied and said yes and the funny thing is Sandy when I coach people and they're not courageous and they don't want to take the risk especially to ask I always say to them what's the worst that could happen and they say well they could say no and I'm yeah okay they could say no so yeah maybe your ego will be a bit bruised or maybe you know maybe you'll feel a little bit embarrassed but Maybe That's they'll all. say yes. Maybe yeah. they'll say yes, right? You That's know, right. maybe they'll say yes. So I was like, go Sandy. <laughs> I learned that from my son. So when he first uh, started his career, he was a photographer. And he's, he's shifted now into directing. And 
but he started in photography and he decided to do a cross-country road trip across the USA and he contacted every photographer that he admired, asked them if they would meet with him for an hour and give him sort of their business expertise and talk to him about being a photographer. And so he went on this like six week solo road trip. He was about 20 years old. He drove down one coast across and up the other and then back across Canada. And he said to me, almost everybody he reached out to said, yeah, I'd love to sit down with you. And he got amazing education. And he said to me, you know, mom, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to say no. And I'm no further behind. I didn't lose anything. I, all I can do is gain by asking. I can't lose anything. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So who's going to ask Daniel Laporte to be on our show? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'll ring her up. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I say that to people when I coach people, but of course, when it's you and you, you're caught up in your own stuff, the fear can creep up and it's, it's consciously going, okay, it, to me, they, this may be a risk. To the, me, I, I need to pull through on my courage here. But, you know, what's the worst that they, that could happen? They could say no. I, I love that. So having the courage just to reach out to people. So, okay, I'll, I'll do the Danielle Laporte thing. Okay, great. I'm in. Good. (laughs) Okay. We have that now recorded. So we'll do that. She's awesome. I'll do Arlene Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Whoa. We're going to have some good interviews coming up, people. Exactly. So you know what? There are challenges. There are so many challenges. And Everything we've discussed, I mean, honestly, I think everything we have discussed goes for whether you are internal to an organization or or wanting to start your own business. I mean, you have to have courage, take risks, be passionate, be a good communicator. It takes having that mindset of determination, focus, perseverance. It's about you leading your life. Yeah, I agree that mindset for success is really important. And along with that, I think comes just being your own champion and making sure, you know, we talked earlier about confidence, but realizing that you're the person who's going to create your business and you need to find a way to get comfortable with yourself and comfortable talking about what you do with people and sharing that in whatever environment you're in. And just saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. And are you interested? Would you like to know more? I think that can be a barrier for some people. But we need to be our own champion. Yeah, putting yourself out there. And engage with the broader community. We've spoken about networking. Get out there and meet people. Meet people in the entrepreneurial space. Meet people in the space that you're interested in. If it's creative entrepreneurs, engage with creative entrepreneurs. If it's developing a product, do that. If it's in the retail space, like engage with people. And I like to be a connector. So I think that's important too. Um, Connect people. I met with someone the other day who wants to start a a, uh, food business. And I have a friend who's already in that business. And I said, you know, oh, hey, I should connect you with them. You know, you'll probably have some good discussions. You just never know um, what connections can bring to people. And 
So not just thinking about yourself, but think about your broader community. Who in your broader community should be connected and, and have conversations together? It's, uh, it helps as a bit of a support group too, I think. Oh, definitely. I, I think there's places like meetup groups and different ways you can find people in your community who I'll put a link to to that in our show notes, but there's different ways that uh, online places that will help you, even Facebook groups where you can start to engage with people who are do- doing something similar to you and might be a support for you. So it's not just face-to-face meeting with people, but there's other ways to build community as well. Mm. Sandy, I think it's worth mentioning that like 35% of millennials now have a side hustle. And I love that word, side hustle. <laughs> I do too. You know, they're so entrepreneurial. So they may be working in an organization, but they're so entrepreneurial that they have that entrepreneurial spirit that they have a side hustle. And a lot of side hustles grow. I just There's a lot of people out there who are working for others, but you can see ideas and you can see opportunities everywhere and it just takes that big courageous step. And sometimes starting as a side hustle is is that good balance of okay I'll still still feeding the family still doing this whatever I need um but I will be able to um start something that maybe feeds my soul a little more or a lot of women go into business because they've maybe become parents and 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 they're at home and they still want to do something so that's another way women can get into business too I just yeah think it's yeah. awesome I you know I think millennials are very entrepreneurial in general I I was thinking about this this morning because I was obviously all day thinking about our episode mm-hmm. and and um you know, sort of viewing my day through it. And this morning at eight o'clock, I had fresh bread delivered by a bike courier to my house. And I I know I get it every Saturday morning. So there was a woman at our farmer's market who every Saturday she had bread available for sale. But then of course, in the winter, the farmer's market isn't open. And so she decided we have a kitchen collective here, which is a, a place where all in uh, people who are entrepreneurial around food can go and rent space in an Mm -hmm. industrial commercial kitchen. So she has space there. And so she started, you could sign up for bread delivery and you can put, you can have croissants or baguettes or sourdough bread. She has about 10 different things you can get delivered. And then there's another company locally that does bike deliveries for restaurants. And I live in kind of a hipster town. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so she's partnered with them and they, they go by with this bike with a trailer on it and they go up and down all the streets and they deliver bread on Saturday morning and get this warm bread delivered to your house so and they're all millennials you know all of them so I think it's wonderful you know to have these you know these ways to express your creativity and the things that you're passionate about passionate about and create a business around them and I love supporting people like that like honestly if there's a choice in a store between a hot sauce that's local and Mm. one that's imported I always want to buy the one for the local supporting a local entrepreneur in my community yeah totally yeah I'm the same isn't that awesome entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs and because our podcast is for women, I, I think this everyone can do this. Like support a female-owned business out there, especially this day and age. 
I know when we've spoken about President Trump already, but when he was elected, I know there was a lot of despair in some of my online communities. And someone wrote a really great post about, you know, how we can just support women. And one of their one of their suggestions was support a female entrepreneur. If if they run and own a business and it's retail or or it's corporate or it's coaching or it's training or whatever, support, like use their business. Um, you know, I so. think that's a great way to end our podcast today. If you're listening to us and you have a your own business, if you're a woman and you have your own business, get in touch with us and let us know how we can support you, whether we, you know, post something on our Instagram, if that works, or put something on our Facebook page, or if there's a way for us to collaborate with you. Let's support each other as life reframers. Yeah, love it, Sandy. Great idea. Great. Thanks, Joanne. This has been a really good convers a really good conversation for me. I can't talk. I've been so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.